0: Lots breaking across college athletics, high school athletics across the country. A lot of things kind of in motion for some reason this is the week so far. And to help break it down from a college level, bringing in MIAA Assistant Commissioner Riley Egger. He's going to help break things down a little bit tonight. Riley, thanks for coming on tonight. Just a lot of moving parts right now. How are things looking for the MIAA right now?
1: Yeah, there's a lot going on. Um, It kind of takes it back to March. You know, every hour is a little bit different. Um, Just today, you know, there's two conferences in Division II that announced they've suspended um, fall sports. But at the MIAA, our COVID-19 task force met this morning, um, and we, you know, remain committed to intercollegiate athletics um, on our campuses this fall. Now, obviously, that can change with, you know, with the NCAA says um, and, and work with state and local health officials as well. But, you know, as of right now, we are committed to uh, sports on our campuses.
0: We're starting to see, like you said, kind of that repeat of March. I think a lot of people are starting to see, like, the Ivy Leagues have already made a decision. A couple of Division Twos have made decisions today. Earlier today, they kind of did it together. Do you guys look around at other conferences across Division Two when you guys make decisions? Or is it about what these four states are doing right here? Um,
1: a little bit of both. Um, obviously, you know, we're looking around with Division Two doing a regional. You definitely keep uh, track of the conferences in your region, what they're doing. Um, but you also keep you know looking around in this the four state region. You know, with the MiAA being in Kansas, Missouri, Nebraska, Oklahoma. You know, definitely paying attention to those. Um, but I think kind of being. You know, having one foot with the local and state officials and one nationally, you kind of gauge both of those and can make your, you know, make the best decision based off that.
0: And is that kind of letting the NCAA leave it up to you guys, too? Or is it kind of also, if the NCAA decides, then that's rule, obviously?
1: Yeah, um, you know, right now, kind of what we're getting is it's up to the conferences. Um, Now, that can obviously change. There's been, you know, meetings going on at the NCAA level um, across all three divisions um but you know if the NCAA comes out and says you know they're going to postpone fall sports you know all year suspend them or move to the spring whatever they're going to do we'll
0: obviously follow that approach I, I know people are looking at, at that scenario if they move things to spring if you move them to January 1 how big of a challenge is that for a conference to look at something like that because we haven't seen that before so it's new for everybody dealing with it what are the challenges that at least on the surface, you guys want to deal with?
1: Oh, I mean, there's a lot of challenges. You look at it. You know, the toughest thing about Division Two is just, you know, your budget standpoints. Um, you know, today the Big 12 – excuse me, the Big 10 announced they're going to play conference only, which the MIAA, we already do that. Now the difference is going to be the staffing. If they were to move to spring and you know, we move to spring – you know, a lot of our universities don't have the, you know, deep budgets, don't have the resources on staffing, you know, from athletic trainers to sports information directors to game management. So, you know, that's just the challenges you see right off the top. Now you also got to look at, you know, student athlete health, you know, is an injury, you know, in the spring, say it's, you know, ACL tear, how's that affected, you know, in the fall. And there's just so many moving logistical parts to it, you know, but, but again, at the same time, Everybody wants athletics back. You know, if you can bring some athletics back that are low impact sports or, you know, some of those sports that are low contact with other you know, competitors, do you look at bringing those back? You know, so it's, it's all very interesting. It's very fluid right now. You're looking through different scenarios. So, you know, there's a lot, there's a lot of moving pieces that go into it. Um, but I think that's definitely something our campuses are, are making contingency plans and looking at. And that's you know the biggest thing you see from now to where we're in March. When March this news came out, you know you were looking at maybe a 24-hour window to plan this. Now with this, you know we've had task forces looking at this. We've you know we've heard some rumblings of you know the Ivy League announcing that decision. They had a couple of days to talk about that. So you have you know ideas and contingencies in place. So you. You're never fully ready for it, but you definitely have planned for it and you've thought through every, every option.
0: I know one option a lot of people are asking or wanting to see if it's possible is regarding fans in the stand, is there going to be limits? Does the MIAA control that, or is that more university-by-university university basis, just depending on what's going on, I guess, at their institution?
1: Yeah, so part with our COVID-19 task force, uh, you know, they've recommended that we leave that up to the schools. So we're going to let each school decide that because you know the restrictions in Maryville are going to be a lot different than Pittsburgh than they are in Edmond or even Carney. So it's probably it's best to leave that up to the campuses. Um, one thing we are going to do August first, we're going to ask for each campus to submit their plans. You know for you know for their different um, protocols. So that will be available on the conference website as you know we get closer to games coming, so if a fan from Emporia is worried about, you know, coming to the game, will they have a seat in Maryville or in St. Joe, they can see that, and they can see each school laid out. So, you know, I, I know that's kind of a long-winded answer, but, you know, we're going to leave it up to to each school to make that decision with their local and, and uh, state health and campus um,
0: health officials. Riley, I'll get you out of here on this one. We've talked about it. There's excitement. They, everybody wants it back. I, I guess... People are looking forward to that first date. It's just all kind of hoping for the best at this point, right?
1: Yeah, it really is. You know, as, you know, Commissioner Acey met with our task force, COVID-19 task force, and then, um, you know, sent an email out to our institutional representative council that, you know, we're, you know, we're planning on having a fall season until you know we hear otherwise either from the from the NCAA or you know if our CEO council or IRC group wants to go and and go that way. But you know, as of right now, we're we're planning on a fall sports season, and you know we're you know we're excited to get back on campus
0: and get you know fans in the stands as well. Riley Edgar, MIAA Assistant Commissioner, thanks for the time as always. Yep, thank you, Chris.